The Pat Kenny Show with Matter Private Network on News Talk. Figures collected by Ipsos highlight that two thirds of the Irish public would support the government taking a harder line when it comes to vapes and banning it perhaps altogether. The numbers come as government consultation on the environmental impact of disposable vapes ends today. Do we need to ban vapes altogether or just disposable vapes? Well, joining me now, Mark Murphy, Advocacy Manager at the Environmental Health and Tobacco with the Irish Heart Foundation. And Joe Dunn is also joining us. He's Director of Hail Vaping. Uh, Good morning and welcome to you both. Now, um, Mark, first of all, what exactly is this research telling us? I mean, how many people want vapes banned entirely and how many want disposable vapes banned? Well, first of all, thanks for having me, Pat. Um, In terms of, uh, first of all, we really welcome the public consultation uh, uh, by the government on the disposable vapes. Um, This poll uh, was commissioned by Ipsos MRBI over the first two weeks in July, just over a thousand adults aged 15 and above. uh, And it was just gauging their opinion uh, of, are you in favour of banning disposable vapes? So just disposable vapes. Very simple question. Very simple question. And a thousand people, that's a fairly good representative sample. It's a national representative survey from Ipsos and uh, across all age groups. But overall, there was uh, 64% in favour of banning disposable vapes. And crucially, even if we look at the 15 to 24 year olds, uh, where we're concerned about, because we're concerned about youth vaping, uh, there was a majority in favour of banning disposal vapes. And that's really crucial because we know that uh, disposal vapes have a, few, have a huge uh, environmental impact, and but also there's a huge youth health impact of children and teenagers vaping. And that's okay. what we're concerned about. I don't smoke and I don't vape. So I, although I've seen the um, classic vaping machine in shop windows and so on, and I've seen people use them, I'm not familiar with disposable vapes. What are they like? Uh, what do they look like? How disposable are they? How many times can they be used? Uh, well, I suppose uh, you'd get about uh, 500 puffs out of one disposable vape and they're about 7 to 8 euro. And the really popular ones on the market are called uh, the Elf Bar and the Lost Mary. And uh, we, 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 we don't have figures from Ireland, but if we, if, if we look at figures from the UK, we can see an explosion in the amount of disposable vapes used okay. by young people. Now, uh, the way a vape works, you've got this liquid inside, you've got some heating element. Uh, when you draw on the vape, it causes the the heating element to come into operation. So it's battery driven, one presumes. Yeah, yeah. and it has and lithium. therefore you get the vapour generated which you inhale. Yeah, exactly. And the, the, each disposal of vapes has lithium in it. And in the UK, 1.3 million disposal vapes are thrown away each week. And if across the year, that's 10 tonnes of lithium, that's nearly 1,200 electric cars. So at a time when we have an environmental crisis and we're pushing the move to electric vehicles, uh, the disposable of this, the, the lithium is really okay. crucial, but there's so, also a huge youth health impact as okay, well. Okay, and we, we can talk about health and mobile. That's your primary concern. But mm. the environmental aspect of this, the vape is a, a piece of plastic with a container of liquid inside it all pre-packed and sealed yep, yep. with the lithium battery. Exactly. So when you dispose of it, it's it's kind of mixed materials. So it, you know, you can't recycle. Exactly. Presents. And uh, um, if you if you walk down any like high street, you'll see them littered on the ground. They're disposed of incorrectly, 
And uh, even now, cleanup operations on beaches and in rivers, they're finding more and more uh, single-use vapes. Uh, like in, in, in County Cork, on the river, in the River Bride, where they had an afternoon cleanup, they found 50 single-use vapes in just one afternoon of cleaning up. So there's a huge environmental impact because those metals can leak into the ground, causing huge soil damage. So there's a huge environmental impact okay. here. And that's why we, we really welcome now, this. Now, obviously, if kids are buying these things for seven or eight euro and they get 500 puffs, mm. it'll last them for whatever length of time. Um, these vapes, what do they contain? I mean, are they all nicotine containing? Uh, the majority uh, contain uh, nicotine, uh, even ones that uh, don't say they contain nicotine. Uh, in the US, they did a study and they found 99% of disposal vapes on the market contain nicotine. And nicotine has a huge impact on youth, adolescent brain development. So there's a huge health concern there for uh, kids as young mm. as 15, 16, 17. Uh, vaping and we're really concerned and these vapes should be regulated as, as having 2% nicotine or 20 milligrams per milliliter of nicotine per vape uh, as regulated by the EU but recently we found breaches uh, the HSE are investigating disposal vapes which are breaching the regulated nicotine amount yeah. which is a huge uh, health concern for young people children teenagers which okay. is our chief concern now the the question of whether vapes are a gateway to tobacco mm. is uh, an open question or not well the health Health Research Board, Ireland's Health Research Board, they found that um, adolescents who used uh, e-cigarettes are up to five times more likely to smoke. And that's been uh, similar conclusions have been found by the EU's uh, Scientific Committee on Health and the WHO uh, uh, believe that they are a gateway to smoking. Mm. So there is there is strong evidence there. OK, clarify for us, if you would, the current law. I mean, who can buy a vape? Uh, well, at the moment, um, uh, I believe the uh, I believe the the, the new regulations um, uh, have been signed to law. So, uh, or they're coming in uh, this month in terms of they've banned uh, uh, the sale of vapes to under 18s. But we are one of the last nations in the EU to to do this. We think there should be much more regulations. Uh, like the the horse is bolted when it comes to vaping, and now we're catching up. And we think the the government needs to do much more and much stronger regulations. And the ban on disposed vapes will be a huge, a huge. Is it your information that is primarily what the younger cohort are using disposable rather than investing in uh, one of the other yep, more yeah, expensive machines? Uh, when we talk to schools, we talk to teachers, youth workers, they all say this is a huge issue. Uh, in Wexford, the Cornanog branch there, they met with the Wexford County Council a few weeks ago and they made a presentation on e-cigarettes and one of their recommendations uh, by Wexford Cornanog was to ban youth vaping. In the UK, uh, where uh, they did a survey of children who vape, they found 69% of children who vape use disposal vapes. That's up from 7.7% in 2021. Okay. So a huge explosion in disposal vapes. All right, well, uh, listening to all of that, uh, Joe Dunn, who's director of Hale Vaping. Joe, good morning. Morning, Pat. How are you? I'm very well. Now, do, what do you make of uh, the arguments put forward by Mark and indeed the stats that coming uh, from that uh, Ipsos poll? What say you? Well, if we look at the stats from the Ipsos poll, yes, uh, there, there obviously is a big percentage of the population, uh, as in from, from a thousand people surveyed, there was a high percentage looking to ban disposables. But we need to look at a few aspects of this, Pat. First of all, banning banning and prohibition doesn't work, no matter what product or what industry it is. And we know that over the years, history has, history has told us that. So the problem you have, unless, unless there was a European ban, Pat, in the EU for all disposables, then it would be a level playing field for everybody. If Ireland go ahead and ban disposables, and just as Mark said a second ago, there's issues in the US, there's also issues in the EU, in the EU with illegal and black market products which, which aren't regulated or tested. 
what happens is that if they're banned in Ireland, Pat, there's going to be an influx of illegal black market activity, and we're going to be getting products into this country that no one will know what is in them. And then you will see... Yeah, some but you have to stuff. buy them somewhere, and if they're banned for retail <laughs> sale, you know, on the high street, well then, where are the kids going to get them? Well, they're still going to get them, Pat, because people are still selling illegal stuff at the moment. There's illegal stuff coming in from the UK, which is not regulated and not under Irish regulations. It's been sold in, I'm going to say, tier three and four shops, corner shops or small shops down, down, down certain streets in Dublin. The thing you have to remember as well is that if you're selling disposables, you need to be selling them to over 18s. As Mark rightly said, the bill has not come in yet to, to, to ban the sell to under 18s. We, have ne- we do not sell to under 18s. We have an, uh, an, age, an age check system in our stores and we keep a log of everyone that, that, that is refused. And we supply a lot of the main key big retailers who sell tobacco and alcohol. So they're well educated in, 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 in the whole under 18 thing. The problem is, is when you go down to maybe phone shops or other shops that are, that are selling these products around the country, that's probably where the regulation or a bit of self-morale sort of loses its way. But the thing you remember, Pat, as you know, if, if and I'll take Australia as an example. Australia brought in a prescription-only uh, policy with vaping, and they think that's going to solve the black market. So there's 1.5 million vapors in Australia. Only 10% have a prescription. So there's still 1.3 million people buying yeah. black market stuff, and they're going to look to reverse that now. Okay, so, so, so Mark, what say you to the, 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 you know, ban disposables and you'll end up with a black market, you'll end up with stuff coming in that is very dodgy in terms of its content. You're better off knowing what you have. What do you say? Well, we already have um, uh, disposable e-cigarettes on the market that are breaching the EU regulations. Um, But we're not the only country in Europe or across the EU that are uh, exploring this. In France, uh, they're exploring banning disposable vapes. In the UK as well, there's much more moves to uh, ban disposable vapes. The local government association in the the UK, which represents local local governments in England and Wales, they've called for a ban. The Royal College of Pediatrics and Children's Health in the UK have called a ban for disposable vapes. So we're not the only country across Europe to do this. So we think Ireland can take a huge lead and in banning disposable vapes Mm. and then work with our British counterparts, work with our EU counterparts and bring it to an EU wide level uh, because we think just disposable vapes have have no place. We we think that e-cigarettes can help long term adult smokers to quit, but the way we have it now, we just it's uh, the there's not a good balance. Uh, the the we we need a better equilibrium that protects young people and protects the environment. Okay. And the way it is uh, is just uh, uh, yeah. I want to go, go back to uh, Joe. Uh, Joe, whatever about the arguments, the black market. We know there are black market cigarettes coming in which are dodging tax, and who knows uh, what's in 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 there. Uh, and we try to combat it. But one of the arguments that is quite persuasive, though, is that these disposables containing plastics and the residual chemical, whatever it might contain, and the lithium battery, all sealed in one unit, are an environmental hazard. Um, uh, and, and that really is unacceptable. Okay, Pat, I take your point, and, and, and I'm going to address two points, if we can. I'm going to address that point first, and then I'm going to, going to go to, to another point that Mark mentioned there as well. In relation to your point, Pat, we have been working with We Ireland for the past 12 to 15 months in relation to a recycling programme. So we have We Blue Boxes in our vape stores. We supply them to the retail shops as well. We have larger barrels that have gone into the bigger stores that can take them. We now take the products, to the, the empty disposables back. They are sent to Germany, and approximately between 68 to 75% of these products are recycled. So people just don't have the right information. People just think, oh, they're thrown on the ground. But the problem is they're thrown on the ground because the customers aren't aware that they can bring them back. So it needs more awareness. It probably needs the positive return scheme. And if we talk about the environment, Pat, here's the one that really is a bugbear for me, and it should be a bugbear for a lot of people. We talk about disposables, but 
why aren't we banning cigarettes then? Cigarettes are 50, 55% of the litter in this country. And, and, and they're dropped on beaches and oceans everywhere. People are up in arms about disposables. We're not even at the same level that we are with cigarettes. 72 million it cost us last year to clean up cigarette litter all over the country. Like, I just think people are losing the plot here a little bit. We have a system in place. It's only in place 12 to 14 months with We Ireland and, and, and through yeah. them and through the EPA. And this just needs a bit of time to get moving. Yeah. But we, Mark's, we Mark's point, yeah, I mean, and you're saying it will take time because Mark's point is that, that people are discarding them on beaches and rivers and so on because I mean the kids you know they leave everything behind them when they're uh, out uh, socialising in an afternoon it's very hard you might get adults to bring back stuff to a shop and be responsible about it but trying to get teenagers to bring back the rubbish they leave on a beach is um, an uphill no, battle. It, yeah, no, it is hard, Pan. That's why the positive return scheme might might work as well, which is why we're trying to talk to the government about true we are as well. And Pat, just, just on one other topic that, that, that Mark spoke about there, it's a very common theory that, that's expressed in, 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 in I call the anti-vaping uh, sort of sector in, in, in Ireland and throughout Europe. It's this gateway theory. Like Mark mentioned that uh, youth, youth are three to five times more likely to smoke, three, three to five times more likely to smoke uh, after they start vaping. The HRB report. But when you go into the methodology of the HRB report, and if you can just humor me for one second, um, there are limitations to our methods in this in this report as the instance rate used in calculation was not adjusted. And as such, these results should be interpreted with caution. Yeah, the sure, study, sure. And, 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 I, just, I, I'm always I, careful I, about stats, uh, I tell you yeah, that, Joe. I just, but I, I would yeah, put no, this no, to you. The study design used to assess the relationship between e use and subsequent smoking does not allow us to say there is a definite casual yeah. relationship. And that's in their own words, Pat. Yeah. Well, I, all I would say to you, though, is that if you develop that uh, hand-to-mouth habit in a teenager, it's kind of intuitive that they might have a go at the fags later on. I mean, I don't think you need deep studies uh, to suggest that it will happen to some people. How many? I don't know. But once you develop that hand-to-mouth and you think that this, uh, you know, emitting a vapour or a smoke from your gob is in some way cool, I mean, it seems logical that you... Some people, some people, not all, might gravitate to the facts. Again, again, Pat, as you said, that's probably your opinion, other people's opinions, which people can say, yes, you're right. But again, it's opinion. We need to look at the data that we have to date. And we need to look at the data. If we look at the data here, the Department of Health Tobacco Control in Ireland published a report last year. And in 2001, the use of e-cigarettes by never smokers aged 15 plus was less than 1%. Now, that's coming from our own government in 2001, when disposables were around, and vaping is around since 2010. So in 2001, 2021, less than 1% of never smokers were using vaping oh. products, no matter what it was. So that tells us, Pat, we have to look at the data. It's all well and good us having opinions. We need to look at the science. Oh. The only thing that beats science is better science, Pat. And all we right. Know that. Joe, thank you very much for joining us. Joe Dunn, who's Director of Hale Vaping. Last words to you, Mark. Yeah, thanks very much, Pat. Uh, I just think uh, if if the government, which we'd really welcome, banned disposal vapes, there'd be huge environmental benefit, huge youth health benefit, and two thirds of the Irish public want disposal of e-cigarettes banned because they see it as a problem, and oh. that's what we think we should happen. Okay, Mark, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Mark Murphy, Advocacy Manager, Environmental Health and Tobacco with the Irish Heart Foundation. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at nine a.m. on News Talk.